wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You just need to understand the game that is being played so the game is not playing you. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you need to stop watching TV. And I mean this in a metaphorical sense. So even if you don't watch TV and you watch you know, things on your phone, on your iPad, I'm using that metaphorically. I'm talking about that too, but I'll explain it, of course, in full detail as usual in a moment. First, let me make sure that everybody knows about my daily text motivation, daily motivation text that I send out every single day for free to everyone who is in my text community, you want to receive that message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point, send me a message at the following number, 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, since you're in my text community, you'll be getting that text every morning. So text me right now. So the next one I send out tomorrow, you'll be getting it. Now, getting into this topic, why you need to stop watching TV? Now, I talked about this whole concept in episode 1474, which was why you need to stop watching the news, quote unquote, the news was not the news anymore. But today we're going to go deeper and we're going to go into this subject on a more granular level. This masterclass is really, again, as I said, a metaphor about how much you are taking in. And it's really about how much you're taking in entertainment versus how much you are taking in material that anything else that maybe something that can help you develop and grow since you are listening to a show that is all about personal and professional development. So let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic begins. Why you need to stop watching TV? Earl Nightingale and his famous audio course. We don't even call it a course. This audio lesson, we'll call it, called The Strangest Secret. If you have not heard this audio lesson, go look it up on YouTube or look it up on your favorite streaming platform. Spotify, Apple is on all of them. Again, it's called The Strangest Secret, and the author's name is Earl Nightingale. And it's only about 36 minutes long, but it might be broken up into tracks, kind of like songs. But it's only 36 minutes total. And he talked about this. He said, a study is done, and they follow a bunch of men, let's say 100 men, from age 20 
or 18, let's say, when they finish high school through age 65, around retirement age. And here's how it got broken down out of these 100 men. One man is rich. Four men are financially well off. 15% are in a pretty good state or and or still working and making money, taking care of themselves. So everyone in this top 20%, the one man who's rich, the 4% who are in good financial space, and the 15 who are still working and or in a good space, they all are able to take care of themselves financially. The bottom 80%, everybody else are, they either did or they are financially dependent on the government or on family to take care of them. 80 out of 100 people by the time they reach retirement age, and they've had 40 years to figure things out, 45 years to figure things out, actually 47, we've gone from age 18. And the reason I'm giving you that stat again, because that 80% drop, the 80% of people who are at the bottom of the pyramid, Understand that entertainment and politics, the entertainment world and the political world, that's pretty much what you get when you turn on TV. You're either watching entertainment or you're watching politics, unless you are choosing to watch something that's personal, professionally developing. They pander to the 80 percent. The entertainment world and the political world is not talking to the people in the top 20 percent. They are talking to the people in the bottom 80 percent. Let me explain to you why they do that. And if I was to start a TV show and go into the entertainment world, I would have no choice but to pander to the 80 percent. Or in the political world, I have to talk to the 80%. Let me tell you why. Now, it's just simple mathematics. There are more people in the 80% than there are in the 20%. And I would need the masses to be paying attention to what I'm doing in order for me to either make money in business or win elections by getting votes. If I'm talking to the top 20% and alienating the bottom 80% because I'm going over their heads by talking about something that they're not interested in and or cannot understand, I'm not going to win any elections and I won't make any money. My TV show will get canceled. If I started a TV show based on what I talk about here and work on your game, I don't know. I might have to change up my format a little bit. I'll have to do something a little bit differently because what I talk about here is really for the people in the top 20%. This is not for the people in the bottom 80%. Now, some of you may have started in the bottom 80%, but you started listening to the show and you have climbed your way into the top 20% or at least you are working to get there. Great. But the bottom 80% will always be the bottom 80%. So every time one of you leaves the 80 and joins the 20, it's like 10 more people join the 80. All right. So the numbers are never changing. All right. There will always be more people in the 80 than there are in the 20. And this is the 80-20 rule. Pareto's principle, 80% of the results come from 20% of the people. All right. That is not a coincidence, everybody. The entertainment world and the political world must, by just sheer economics and simple mathematics, they must pander to the bottom 80%. This is the only way a politician wins an election. They got to get the 80% to understand them, know them, like them, and trust them. Any kind of entertainment entity, a movie, a TV show, any of that stuff, gets is able to sell records or sell TV shows or sell tickets or sell anything, they must pander to the bottom 80%. If you are a rapper or a musician or a singer, you got to get the 80% to understand what you're talking about and like you. Otherwise, you ain't going to make any money. Why is this? Again, this is all I'm saying this in spirit, not necessarily in fact, but in spirit. Understand it. Now, are there some exceptions of people who talk to the 20% and do successful? Yes. Okay. This is understand in spirit what I'm saying. Why is this? Because the entertainment and political industries and the 80 percent who are interested in them, they put their resources into being entertained rather than being educated or doing things to make themselves more valuable. And the bottom 80 percent are people who also trust that, let's say, for example, voting for a politician is going to change their lives and make things better. Basically, they're looking for a passive solution to success rather than them actively taking control of their own lives. And we know that this doesn't work. This is why every four years or two years, whenever election comes around, you get a bunch of people complaining about the current people and then talking about who they're going to vote for this time and next time, et cetera. It just goes on and on. It's just a cycle that happens every single time. If you're 
over the age of the 60 right now listening to this or over the age of 50 or even over the age of we'll say 50 because uh, people around age 40 ish and younger i don't think they have the same affliction but maybe i'm wrong but this generation is around age 40 and younger we've had the internet and we've had access to more information in our younger years than people, let's say age 50, 60, especially 60 and up, like my parents' generations and older, they've been complaining about politicians their entire adult lives, yet they keep going and voting as if that's going to change anything, but we know that it doesn't. All right, this is a game. All right, it's a shell game. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again and getting people to think that, oh, if you go vote for this person, that's when everything's going to change and it never works. This is an ongoing cycle that has always existed. And even with the internet now and our access to a lot more information than we used to have access to, this will continue to exist. Now, you just need to understand the game that is being played so the game is not playing you. Moving on, point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why you need to stop watching TV. And again, I'm using TV in the spirit of TV, not necessarily a television. Number two, successful people have big libraries and unsuccessful people have big televisions. Successful people have big libraries. What do I mean by this? Again, it doesn't necessarily mean you have a library. Okay. Again, don't take everything I'm saying here. Literally, I want you to understand the spirit of what I'm saying. Which one do you have more of? I, for example, I read most of my books these days. Most of my reading is digital. So it's either on an iPad or a phone or in emails and things like that. So I technically don't have a big library with a whole bunch of books on the shelf. But let's make some comparisons so that you understand the spirit of what I'm saying. How much time, your most valuable resource, do you spend taking in educational material, growth material that's going to make you a more valuable person versus how much time you spend taking in entertainment material, stuff that basically allows you to hit the off switch on your brain? When you are scrolling social media, what do you stop and pay attention to when you're scrolling? Do you pay attention to the stuff that's going to educate you, maybe give you an idea or an insight that can make you smarter and help you perform better? Or are you paying attention to stuff that's entertaining and mind numbing material, stuff that you don't actually have to think about, but it sucks time away from you and attention away from you. Your most valuable resources. Again, what are the last 10 things that you have read or spent time with paying attention to reading or watching? Last 10 things you've consumed. What were they? Were you listening to some audio program? Were you reading a book that's going to make you better? Or are you looking at uh, pictures on Instagram of some model? Are you looking at some fight video? What are you taking in? Are you taking in stuff that's making you better or stuff that's basically taking up your time? All right, this is one or the other, and this is a black and white answer. Which one are you doing? You can easily answer these questions just by looking at your own activity and behavior. Now, you may not like the answer, you may not like the answer, but the answers are easy to come by, and you know the answer. Now, you might not want to give the answer because you know what it is, but you do know what it is. Then your answer will tell you in which direction your life is headed. That's what you need to keep in mind. Point number three today's topic again is why you need to stop watching television. Number three, Back in the days, people who are like my parents' generation, like age 60 and up-ish, they used to call the television the idiot box. That's what they used to call it. I don't know if anybody uses that phrase anymore. And they called it the idiot box because TVs used to literally be a box. Now a lot of TVs are like flat screens. They're like the size of a board. Like the same way the iPad is just flat. Now TVs are pretty much flat. But the TVs used to be a big box. Those of you who are old, you ain't got to be that old to remember the big boxy TVs. Some of them still exist. In other words, the reason why they called it the idiot box, because the television was an item that was designed to turn off your brain, allow you to disengage your conscious train of thought and go into a passive mode of consumption, basically a trans-like mode of consumption. That was the purpose of a television. All right, turn this on. And now you don't have to think. Now you don't have to do any mental work. 
Your brain will not be asked to sweat. You can just consume this and we will suck up your time and attention and focus, but you don't have to do any thinking. There's no return on investment from this. You just get entertained. And understand, people will pay more money for entertainment than they will for education. Most people will. Again, this is why the 80% is the 80% and the 20% is the 20%. So if you're trying to sell, it will help for you to give people some form of entertainment because that gives you a chance to suck in some of the 80% into your world. But the people who are actually out there making a difference and doing the things that are going to matter, they're in the 20%. This is just what it is. Again, 80-20 rule. And that's why they call it the TV idiot box. It allows you to be an idiot during the time that you were watching it. And in that time, the study said that the average person watched eight hours of television every single day. I don't think that's the case anymore because people are, you know, as they say, cutting the cord and not necessarily watching TV. But now we're looking at our phones. Well, let me ask this question. How much time a day per day do you spend looking at your phone? If you were to actually add it up and really think about it. And there's apps on your phone that will actually tell you this. They have the screen time, screen time. Let me see if I can find the screen time on my phone and see what it says about me. How much time am I spending looking at my phone? So I'm looking at the activity. I'm recording this on this day. I'm looking at yesterday's. It says yesterday's screen time. Oh, this is not accurate because I use a sleep app. So this they added the time from the sleep app. So the sleep app says I was on it for, wait, is this just for the day? Yeah, they said the sleep app was on for eight hours and nine minutes. It, technically it was because I put the sleep app on when I go to sleep and I put the phone down next to my bed. So they had eight hours and nine minutes of the sleep app, which is not actually accurate. But anyway, then I kept the Google Photos open because I got more than one phone. So the Google Photos was open because I was allowing it to back up my stuff. And they said I had almost 10 hours on the Google Photos and then GoPro app because I use the GoPro when I'm recording right now. It's on, but I'm not actually looking at it. I'm looking at the camera. So all right, this is kind of gives me inaccurate information. But the whole point is, how much time are you spending looking at your phone? And are you looking at things that are making you more valuable, things that are helping you get better, or are you being entertained? What are you doing on that time? So the phone is a new idiot box, so we can't call it a box anymore. The idiot device was called that. doesn't have the same ring to it. The TV was designed to put you in a passive mode, and that's what television programming does, generally speaking. Any kind of programming, internet programming, is passive. You're not making things happen in your life and you're sitting and watching it go by and scrolling and looking at everybody else's posts. This is what's appealing to the masses. I want you to understand. This is appealing to the masses. This works for the masses. This is what they buy into. You, on the other hand, as part of the smaller percentage who are serious about making progress, you are active when it comes to creating success in your life. So my question is, what are you learning and consuming and how much are you applying that to making yourself better? This is the stuff that you have to go out and actively seek find and often you have to invest in it and then you have to apply it. This is what you have to do in order to get your outcomes in life. You got to do these things. Actively apply the information that you got. You got to invest in that information. And you got to be looking for it. It's not going to come run up into your face. You got to go look for it. You have to be looking for it and conscious and intentional about it. So how much are you doing that versus how much you are seeking to be entertained? This is a question that only you can answer. And the more honest you can get about it, the more clear of a read you can get on where you're at and why you're where you're at. And what you can do differently if you want to be in a different space. If you're okay with where you're at, keep doing what you've been doing. But this is something that you got to answer for yourself. I'm just presenting it to you. I'm planting the seed for you so you can do something with it if you so choose. Let's recap today's class, which is why you need to stop watching TV. Listen to episode 1474 to hear where I talked about why you need to stop watching the news. But today we're talking on a more granular level why you need to stop looking at things that are simply designed to entertain you. Because even though entertainment is fun, it's sucking away your most valuable resources. So. 
Point number one, Earl Nightingale told you 20% of people are going to be successful by the time they retire. 80% of people will not. With success being drawn as the line being, you can take care of yourself financially for the rest of your life or you can't. All right, that was the way he designed it. That's the way he laid it out in The Strangest Secret. And I think finances matter to everybody. All right, even if money is not your main driver, it doesn't mean you don't need it. Entertainment and politics pander to the top, to the bottom 80%, rather, because there are simply more people and you can't achieve economies of scale without appealing to those masses of people. But doesn't necessarily mean you need to achieve economies of scale all the time. Depends on what you're trying to do. So understand, while at the same time, entertainers and politicians are pandering to the bottom 80%, guess where most entertainers and politicians reside? In the top 20%. Isn't that interesting? So you need to understand the game is being played. Point number two, successful people have big libraries while unsuccessful people have big televisions. And in other words, successful people spend the majority of their time, money, attention, energy, and focus on things that are making them better and more valuable, whereas unsuccessful people spend their time on things that are entertaining and sucking time and attention away from them, but are not giving them anything back. So where are you investing your time? Look at the screen time app on your phone. Take track of how you're spending your time every single day when you're at work, when you're at business, when you're at home. How are you spending your time? What are you doing with your attention? Your answers will tell you what direction your life is headed. Number three, They used to call the TV the idiot box. It's not a box anymore. It's kind of like a flat screen these days. But in other words, it was an item designed to turn off your conscious thinking, disengage your brain, and just allow you to go into a passive mode of consumption. What are you taking in today that is either passive consumption or actively challenging you to think? This is what is appealing to the masses is the passive consumption. That's why it is so popular. I'm not speaking out against the entertainment or political industries. They will always exist and they should exist because 80% of people need something to pay attention to. They're not trying to listen to anything that's personal or professional development because that requires work and most people don't want to do work. Again, that's why 80% of the results are produced by 20% of the people. All right, so my question is, which group do you want to be in? This is stuff that you have to go out and actively seek, find, often invest in, and then actively apply the professional and personal development material, how much are you doing that versus how much are you looking to be entertained? This is a question only you can answer and only you can decide what to do with the answer once you have it. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free every single day from your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And to work with me directly, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, get access to my system. You can get book a session with me directly and see all the other options for working with me in the work on your game world. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.